Hey guys, what's up? This is episode two, 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 two of Ultra Melodic Podcast with Venetia and with Dylan. And today we are going to be discussing our 10 favorite uh, albums of all time. So remember, these are just our favorites. We're going to talk about why they're our favorites, what songs we like, things like that. So uh, I'm ready. If, uh, if you're ready to go, Dylan, if you want to start us off with your number 10. Um, yeah, so basically this was really, really hard to narrow down. So um, I'm going to say before I get started with my number 10, some honorable mentions that I came up with really quick because I don't want to leave these out. So just really quick, The Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, Mad Lib and MF Doom, Mad Villainy, Arctic Monkeys AM, Madonna, Ray of Light, Janet Jackson, The Velvet Rope, Mariah Carey, Butterfly, Radiohead, OK Computer, Pink Floyd, The Dark Side of the Moon, J. Cole, 2014, Forest Hills Drive, and Grimes, Art Angels. So those are just some albums that were really hard for me to cut out that I just wanted to get in there. But anyways, starting on to my number 10, I have Demon Days by Gorillaz. So I'm really happy this album's on here because I didn't really discover this album in full until last year. And the reason why I wanted to really just dive into this album and listen to it in full is because Feel Good Inc's a song on here that everybody knows. It's Gorilla's signature song. And it was one of my favorite songs growing up. That, so that song came out in 2005, I believe. And you know, growing up, I just heard that song a lot. And it's just such a unique song, how it became so big and commercially successful. But it's like not, it doesn't sound like anything that was on the radio at the time. I feel like it's a song that's just, it really blends accessibility in a way with like pushing the boundary a bit with such a unique sound. It intrigued me a lot. And it's very rare to come by big hits like that, that everyone likes that still maintain its artistry. So last year I rediscovered the song, I fell in love with it. And I'm like, okay, let me go back into this album. And it totally lived up to that song. Like it did not disappoint. I was like, I've been sleeping on this album for so long. There's so many good songs in here. I love Gorilla Style. So just going through the track list, some of my favorites would have to be Kids With Guns, um, Dirty Harry, maybe my all-time favorite Gorilla song. The replay value on this thing is just so good. Um, El Mignon is a really calm and relaxing song. And November Has Come, a collaboration with MF Doom, which kind of you wouldn't expect that with Gorillaz, but it worked out so well. And... Um, Dare's a classic, obviously, but I feel like most Gorillaz fans, at least I've seen some of the super fans, a lot of them prefer Plastic Beach to this one. And don't get me wrong, I love Plastic Beach. It's amazing. And it dives more into that electronic sound. But I really do love the style of Demon Days. It has electronic, but it blends it with kind of this hip hop and um, rock influence. And it has this a little bit like old school feel to it, but in also in a way that sounds like modern and futuristic at the same time. It's just so cool. So I don't know. I feel like I do like this record a little bit more than Plastic Beach, but I still love Plastic Beach. So either way is honestly like a win in my book. But yeah, this album, um, I've just, I just really been loving it lately. It has a lot of replay value for me. So yeah, that's my number 10. And um, Venetia, what about you? Yeah, I don't know anything about Gorillaz, which... <laughs> is really sad I definitely need to get into them more I've heard a lot yeah. of great things so that is impressive so for me uh, I'm gonna name a few honorable mentions as well yeah um I got Rodeo Thank You Next Beauty Behind the Madness Nothing Was the Same Norman F. Rockwell World, Graduation Auntie uh, Beyonce Self-Titled um The Pink Print 
and 2014 Forest Hills Drive as well. Um, <laughs> so my number 10, I'm coming in with Bad by Michael Jackson, uh, released in, I think, 87, late 80s. Um, yeah, so I, this is, I don't think this is his best album. Um, I know it's not. It doesn't contain any of his big three, Billie Jean, Beat It, Thriller. But this is his most enjoyable album to me. This is the album that, I don't know, it has my personal favorite. So I love Smooth Criminal. It's on here. Um, but my dad was a huge MJ fan. So I grew up listening to a lot of his music. And it's kind of, it's very comforting for me. Like if I don't really know what I want to listen to, I always know, like, you know what, I'll just throw on some Michael Jackson and everything's going to be good and life's going to be great. Um, yeah, I, there's no other specific reason other than nostalgia, I think, for me to have this in my top 10. Um, I, I like all the, I, I don't think Michael Jackson has made a bad song because he's just Michael Jackson. I don't think anyone can ever reach his level um, of greatness, of talent, of, of notoriety. But um, yeah, I think, I think nostalgia just played a huge factor in me enjoying this album so much. It's just a lot of, uh, you'll notice uh, this is going to be a common trend in a lot of my top 10 albums, they tend to be comfort albums for me. So they're always albums that I turn to a lot whenever I'm just feeling a little down, if I need a little pick me up, or if I just, you know, want to feel very content with life. I listen to them usually. Yeah, I love that pick. Michael Jackson's one of my favorites, and you can't go wrong with really any you album. You literally cannot go wrong with any You really can't. His discography so strong and bad, actually. You know, a lot of fans do love that one, so mm -hmm. it's a great pick. But moving on to my number nine, Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. Now, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, forgot. I feel like, you know, um, this album, just so much to it. And people may be asking, like, why did I not pick To Pimp a Butterfly over this? And I do still think To Pimp a Butterfly is his best album, probably the best album of the last decade. But for personal enjoyment, I'm choosing this one. Honestly, it's not even by a ton. Like, I still really do love To Pimp a Butterfly. I love its highs that it has. But I feel like I, I listen to more songs on this album in full, I feel like. And just everything he says, you know, Kendrick's just amazing. And it's really hard to figure out where to start when talking about him. But his discography is just immaculate. I'm still waiting on the next album by him. But this one's so far, like, ugh. I mean, this one, you know, he's just talking about his experience growing up in Compton. He's so autobiographical with everything he talks about. And, you know, not only his rap skill, but the beats on here are amazing. The production, he just has the full package with every single thing. And this album, there's just so many bangers on here, but also so many, you know, honest and vulnerable moments. It's Kendrick, we know we're going to get that. So mm -hmm. some of my highlights on here as I'm going through the track list would include Money Trees, a banger, obviously. Um, Good Kid, which is actually, I think, an underrated one that a lot of fans don't credit. But this is one of my favorites. Mad City, um, my ultimate favorite Kendrick Lamar song, I believe. Um, this song is just such a banger. The beat switch, the tempo switch at the halfway point. Just so amazing. This song is just, ugh. Um, and then Swimming Pools, obviously. Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, of course. I mean, come on. Like, this song, if I had to choose one song to show people 
that who say Kendrick's not a great rapper and he's not one of the best of this generation or all time, which they shouldn't say. But if I had to choose one song, it's gonna be Sing About Me, I'm Dying at Thirst. Cause the storytelling on this thing is just insane. And coming in at 12 minutes, I never get bored of any part of the song. I still listen to it. I know every part by heart. Do people really say that? Some people, no. I've heard some people say who aren't rap fans, like who don't really know much about rap. That oh, okay. Okay. No, yeah. other people, but no, most rap listeners know, obviously, Kendrick's yeah. rap. I was going to say, like... If I got to put something in check, I'm like, listen to this, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, and then that's, those are my highlights, but honestly, every every song, there's no bad songs on this album, even in mm-hmm. Kendrick's photography. It's like, really, are there, what bad songs are there? But this one just happens to be my personal favorite. So, yeah, Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Man City, number nine. How about you, Venetia? I actually own Good Kid, Mad City on vinyl. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> ah, um, no, that's that's an incredible, incredible choice. Kendrick is one of my favorites. I don't know, he he's like once in a once in a generation type talent, you know. Yeah. Um, so for me, number nine coming in is Trapsel by Bryson Tiller. I can assure you, I have no recollection of how I got into this album. But I am so glad that I did. Um, it. I listened to it so much that Exchange became my most streamed song of all time on Spotify for the longest amount of time. I had to like, like physically stop listening to it, like stop myself from listening to it. So that way it wouldn't. Because I felt like I was depressed if that was my number one streamed song. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I don't think Bryson Tiller is, like the best in the game when it comes to the genre but uh to me this album it just I don't know why it speaks to me and I know exchange and don't are very uh, well-known popular songs but I remember when I listened to them I was maybe I was in high school when I heard it this came out in 2015 so I was I was in high school and I just remember like feeling the feelings that he was that he was saying I I don't know why I think yeah, I don't know why. I was probably liking some boy who, <laughs> who did me wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I think this is his best work overall. And I, when I think of Bryson Tiller's best songs, the only songs that come to mind are on this album we're talking. So we got Exchange, we have Don't, we have 502 Come Up, we have Right My Wrongs, we have, uh, that's what I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, this is just truly a very enjoyable work for me. Um, I love his voice as well. A big thing for me. Um, and again, I'm going to keep reiterating it. It is a comfort album. It's something that I like turning to. Um, mostly when I'm sad. Mostly when I'm sad. Yeah, Bryson Tiller. I mean, I'm not even that, I'm not super familiar with his discography. I do know his popular songs, so I definitely need to check out more of him to have an opinion on mm-hmm. that. Uh, what I have heard, I really do like him. Um, so yeah, my number eight is Beyonce self-titled. Now this album came out in 2013. It broke the music industry. Surprise release. Changed the game with that digital drop. No, sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, in the visual album that came along with it, music videos, yeah. every single song, and it really adds to this album and it makes it come to life. But just, I feel like the music itself is just so strong, you know. Um, 
I've been listening to this album since it came out in, you know, you know, 2015, 2016 and on forward. And the reason why I have this instead of Lemonade, which I do think Lemonade's such a strong album. Every single song belongs on that record. It blends so many styles well together. But I feel like personally, I'm a fan of more albums that have a cohesive sound to it. And Lemonade is cohesive, don't get me wrong, but I, it does have a lot of different styles. So I love that album for, for what it was at the time, but I feel like self-titled, maybe, I don't know, maybe as a listener, it's just been easier for me to follow the sound than it has here. But it's just Beyonce at her best. I feel like the mixing and mastering on this thing is mm-hmm. so great. And her vocals mm-hmm. are crystal clear. It's aged like fine wine. Um, everything about this, you know, Beyonce's vocals, of course, we can't talk about a Beyonce album without that. She just commands every song so well. And this album, you know, I'm not even like, I am i don't even say I'm a beehive, but like this album's still just in my top 10 of all time because I would be lying to myself if it wasn't. I've listened to this album consistently for years, longer than a lot of albums on this list. And, you know, my highlights, if I would look on here, Haunted, great song. Um, Drunken Love, obviously, featuring Jay-Z. Let's see. Um, partition, you know, we've got to love Beyonce rapping. <laughs> I know every word's that one. Um, jealous. Partition is-, is like a go-to, at least for girls' night, it's a go-to song. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, partition's <laughs> great. Um, jealous, which I think is an underrated mm-hmm. one. We don't hear a lot of fans talking about it, but it's no. a good um, mid- mid-tempo ballad for her. Very vulnerable. One of my favorites. Rocket, an R&B uh, jam, also one of my favorites. I really love that one. Um, and then we got, let's see. It keeps on going. Like all these highlights. <laughs> Echo, a, a good, you know, song. And then, um, yeah, I would say those are my main highlights, but I really do love most of the songs on here. And like I said, it's been a consistent album for me over the years. So um, I feel like I had to put it here and I do still listen to it a lot. So yeah, Beyonce self-titled, number eight. 7-Eleven is also on there and I love that one. I don't know if you, I forgot if you mentioned it, 7-Eleven. I didn't mention it on my highlights, but I really do like it. It's on the deluxe version. Yeah, it's on the deluxe. well, funny enough, my number eight is Lemonade <laughs> by Beyonce. Um, so as much as I love self-titled, I think that Lemonade is Beyonce's best work. Uh, like by a little bit, by a hair. It's They're both so the incredible. You can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you really can't go wrong with either one. Um, I'd like to point out, I got the free month of title just to listen to this Didn't album everyone? I, I did no <laughs> like okay no no i mean like you get a free month like you have to sign up for oh, a free yeah. month right and then no, you have to like i did, I did in... too I, I remember yeah no i had to i went through that process of because oh, i already had spotify yeah. um on this anyway i don't know why i felt like that needed to be said um for me one thing I love about Beyonce is her versatility, and this album showcases it the best. I mean, when I when I first listened to this album, it's like it's like every song sounded so different, sounded like they were in completely different genres, and yet it all flowed together so well. And I I could not fathom how someone could make an album with like five different genres in it, seriously, and it seriously. still it still work. I mean, she's yeah. got she got R and B, 
she got pop got a little bit of country and folk rock um rock like exactly so she's got a little bit of everything and she can do everything so she, she does everything so there is not a single lull in this entire album not even close to one um and that that just blew me away when I first listened to it and I continuously listened to it. And I'm so glad it's on Spotify now because mm-hmm. I can listen to it not on YouTube anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I love the I love the story, you know, behind it. She's talking about the infidelity. She's talking about her experiences as a black woman. Um, you know, that's all that's all incredible work by her and of course you mentioned um for self-titled the visuals that that was a series of of music videos she included music videos for i think all the tracks um lemonade came with a visual aspect as well but it was a movie movie. and i think that also enhanced the whole experience um of the album really uh looking at the track list my personal favorite is daddy lessons I I love I mean if Beyonce made a country album I would listen to it. Um, <laughs> um, I love Daddy Lessons. I love Six Inch. I love Freedom. Oh, I love I love Freedom. I don't that okay. I love that collaboration with with and Evan the performance at the the formation tour also. I don't know if oh you saw that like they're performing the water on that yes. one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I was there, but I wasn't. <laughs> Beyonce. I wish I was, I was at every Beyonce performance. I wanted to be at um, Coachella, at the Coachella uh, yeah, performance. Yeah. I like I wanted to be there so bad. I watched it on YouTube. Um, um, what yeah. else? So I love All Night, Got Formation. Um, those are just a few that I I really enjoy listening to. But yeah, so so as much as I don't know, I I just love this album. I I really do, and I think this is the way that Beyonce really showcased her talent not that she didn't already but this is just another way that she did that and she deserved a grammy for it but we won't go there yeah well she did win too just not album of the year they were like yeah yeah. but but she like she she deserved come on (laughs) yeah i just have to say self-titled and beyonce are two of the best or are some of one of the best pairs of back-to-back albums i think we've seen in like Mm -hmm. in recent music history just Probably. to have, just to have a one-two punch like that, mm-hmm. it's impressive. But yeah, since we talked about Beyonce, praise the Queen and discuss her, <laughs> we're gonna talk about our number seven. So my number seven is Melodrama by Lord, and I feel like this is probably one that's like common on a lot of people's lists now. But I do have my reasons for it. Honestly, Lord's just quickly became one of my favorite artists. She hasn't missed two albums, zero missed. I don't even think she has a bad song in her discography. Like I've been looking, I mean, she, uh, granted- But to granted, be fair, she only has like 20. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she only has, yeah, she only has that much, but I still think she has a bad song, which is like still yeah. them. Because a lot of most no, albums we listen to have, have duds in it, but Laura mm-hmm. just like done. So mm-hmm. this album though, when we're talking about melodrama, I did hear this album when it came out in 2017. So I was only 15 and I didn't even like it that much. I was 15 years old. I didn't get it. I didn't know the story behind it. I didn't recognize the concept album this was until I grew up and matured my music taste. I expanded my horizons. Then I listened to this thing three, four years, I think 2019, I re-listened to this. I was Mm -hmm. blown away. I was reading the story on this, how Lord came up with the album. 
And I was just like, whoa, like this is a whole album story unfolding over one night, essentially, where Lord's going to a bar and then she's reminiscing over these feelings about relationships and love. And then she's real, she, she's growing as a person out of this night and realizing that she doesn't, she doesn't have to blame herself for anything and that she becomes a stronger person than she was out of this. And every single song belongs on this album. Every, there's mm-hmm. not, like I said, yep. no song could have been cut from this album. It wouldn't have made sense in the narrative. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can't, I feel like I can't choose a highlight because it's like doing a disservice to the other songs, you know, because they, every song plays such a monumental part in here. It's just so masterful. But Greenlight, the first track, just an excellent song. Lord was explaining, you know, how with Jack Antonoff, she like, um, she like composed those like piano chords, like dun, 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 dun. She like had to make sure like they were really like rigidy. And Mm -hmm. I just, it really shows like the detail that went into the production on this thing. Wow. Green Light's just a banger. You've got The Louvre. I think this is a beautiful, underrated on this album, actually. I think it's very beautiful, beautifully written. The outro on this thing with just the bells is like, oh, so beautiful. And then Liability, we got to get to this one. This song just just breaks me every time I hear it. I feel like Mm -hmm. it does be one of my favorite songs of all time actually because every single word on the song is just so relatable to every single thing that like I felt about myself in high school and it's like no song can make me feel this way yeah I feel like it's just ugh, it's a really really emotional song for me not to get into it too much but it's it's like every single word's relatable to me like what mm-hmm. I felt so that song is just definitely something else and then hard feelings loveless amazing um rider in the dark ugh, another sad one just her vocals on those course just get you tug the heartstrings mm-hmm. um, super cut a great pop song and yeah those are basically my highlights um lord and jack antonoff as well you know did their thing um i can't wait for her next album it's my most anticipated oh. album, along with Kendrick, who we talked about, my most anticipated albums of this year, if they mm-hmm. come out. So please, Lord, get to work. <laughs> or, I don't know. I think she's at work, but get to finalizing the album, please. <laughs> Listen, perfection takes time. It does. I know. With patience. She is testing everybody. She's like, just wait. Yeah. You'll get the perfection you want soon. Yeah. Um no I liability like I know we don't want to get deep into it so like I'm just gonna lie lie I honestly cry because like I, as you said it was just so it was so relatable when I listened to it I was like you so, know I really love this but I don't want to listen to it again because it makes me so sad <laughs> um yeah no that's she she's also just an incredible artist so Definitely, definitely excited to to hear what she has next. I know that's true. We're gonna get a little bit, a little bit more mature stuff. We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, for me, what number are we on? Seven. 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 For me, number seven, I've got Fame Monster by Lady Gaga. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Miss Gaga, short and sweet, eight tracks. I I think yeah, it's eight tracks. Um, I just looking at the track list the amount of firepower we got she gave us bad romance alejandro telephone and speechless all in like eight tracks i know like i don't i don't understand how it's physically possible (laughs) how are you how are you going to deliver some of your biggest hits in just eight tracks 
Um, no, but again, no low point in this um, at all. I do love that the whole concept is basically talking about eight different fear monsters. Um, I wrote down seven of them because I forgot one of them. So there's fear of love, suffocation, self and ego, death, sex, men, addiction, and one that I seem to have forgotten. So Google might be helpful with that later. Um, but yeah, so I love that there was that you know, deeper meaning um, involved in each of the tracks. But I also just love because this a lot of this music was a huge part of my formative years. This came out this came out in 08, but I started getting oh, into yeah. it a lot. Yeah a little bit later, like a year or two later when I was like 10. Um, and so it was like listening to, I, I knew how big Lady Gaga was when these songs started playing on the radio. When Bad Romance came out, that's when I really heard of, oh, this is Lady Gaga. This is her music. And then I started delving a little bit more into her stuff. And I just fell in love with all of her work and I and I continue to fall in love with all of her work every time she produces something um but yeah there's not a low point at all in this album which again is impressive because even with eight track albums you may think oh that's not difficult to do you can put eight good songs no people still fail to put no. eight good songs and she didn't so that's that's what I have to have to say about it. also fame monster is a leo yeah. That doesn't add any sort of constructive information. <laughs> right. But I felt like it needed to be said. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, Gaga, obviously, literally my favorite. And this album, you know, not only, like you said, the album just has zero misses. You can't skip anything, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. But even the era, you know, just this was a moment in pop culture. All the music videos that came out with this, just unforgettable. And yeah. I wish we had another album like this that came out in 2021. But uh, it's hard to top. So, yeah. We'll talk maybe a little bit more about her later. No hints, but... Um, we, we probably will, knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So, number six, I have the score by Fugees. So this is the honest... So the story behind this is it's the first full hip-hop album, traditional hip-hop, when I say that, that I heard mm -hmm. from the 90s when this was released. My dad actually did originally introduce me to this record first. He really loved this record when he was growing up. And, you know, the classic songs I knew. So, ready, what is it? Ready or Not, um, Killing Me Softly. Um, those two songs mainly are like pretty big classic songs. Everyone knows them. And, you know, just Lauren Hill on this thing. People are always like, Lauren Hill only has one album. How can she be considered a great rapper? I'm like, no, she doesn't. Like, listen to this. There's such thing as the Fugees. Mm -hmm. She wasn't solo, but it was, I mean, come on now. It was with yeah. the group. And I just, you know, I love Miss, Miss Education of Lauren Hill so much. Mm -hmm. And that's an amazing album, but I don't know. I feel like maybe because I heard, I have a little bit more memories with this album. That's why I love it a bit more. But I also just really love Lauren with the guys on here. So, so Wyclef and Proz, them, them together is just, uh, it's just a match made in heaven, a trio made in heaven, I should say. But the production, on the, the production on this thing is so, so good. It has that classic sound to it. And I just love Lauren so much. She's just so honest and full of wisdom at mm. such a young age, really. She was still in her early 20s, I think, when this thing was made. Wow. And um, this album has a lot of highlights for me. Zealots, 
Um, Fuji Law, one of my favorite courses, probably very catchy. Family Business, a really good um, song with great lyrical content in it. I also really like The Mask. That's a good one. And those would be my main highlights. But this album, I do feel like since it was a gateway for me to get into a lot of hip hop at a younger age. And I've really just loved this album ever since I first heard it. I have it on vinyl and everything. I just, yeah, this album was scored by Fuji's. I'm proud of this album being in my top 10 and I'll honestly never get tired of it. So it's just one of those albums for me. Yeah, that's that's super awesome. I also, another album that I need to get a little bit more into because I only know the popular songs off of it. So yeah, definitely have to listen to that. A lot of respect for Lauren Hill. Obviously, she's a wonderful woman. Yeah. Um, for my number six, I have Culture by Amigos. And I'd like to preface this by saying I do not support any of their actions towards no women because <laughs> um, they've pretty much all recently um, gotten some heat about some things that uh, mm-hmm. they've done. So, um, so definitely don't support that. And actually including it in this list was definitely a lot more difficult to do because it, it does, you know, conflict with, um, with how I feel about uh, these topics. But um, so with that being said, though, I still like, I still like the music. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I still like the music. Um, I think this is top five trap, in my opinion. Um, Crazy. I don't think that they'll do better than this, though. I they peaked somehow with this and it's probably all going to go downhill from here. Um, but I think when bad and bougie came out, um, that's kind of when I was like, Oh, who are these guys? And I started delving into them a little bit more. And I realized, you know, I loved slippery. I love Kelly price. Um, the one thing I love most about the, the Migos though, is their ad libs. (laughs) <laughs> I, I listen I listen to them solely for the ad libs. That's like I, Oh my god. Like what's the point of of you know rapping along to Amigos song if you don't do the ad libs? Sometimes I only do the ad libs. Like it's it's so fun. It's so fun. Um but no, what what else is on this in this album? Um sorry, I'm pulling up the track list right now. So we got T-shirt, we got Bad and Bougie. Get no, get right, Witcha. Ah, so good. <laughs> That's also another good one. Brown paper bag. Um, I'd say like the only, the only considerably weak song on this album would be the title track "Culture," and I blame DJ Khaled for it. So yeah. I don't blame I don't I don't blame the Migos for that one. I, I blame I, I blame DJ Khaled <laughs> for that one. But um, no, the I still. I, I, despite how I feel towards what they're doing right now, and I do try to distance myself a little bit more from them, um, I still, I still listen to this work quite, mm-hmm. quite a bit. And "Slippery" is like my go-to party song, like for the pregame. Uh, yeah, everyone is happy with that song. So, oh yeah, "Culture" by Migos. I've listened to it. I love it. It's my favorite trap album of all time for sure because I don't get into trap at all actually like I don't like trap but I did really? I, I, no I don't but Migos culture like I've listened to this album since I was a sophomore I believe I think it came mm-hmm. out when I was a freshman it came out in 2017 
I yes. wrote down these things. <laughs> I think maybe I, I started listening to it like late 17, early 2018. That's when I was really into it. And I mm-hmm. feel like if maybe I made a list with like my top 50 albums that would be in it, which is mm-hmm. really saying a lot because I really do like that album. And like you said, all those highlights I agree with, Kelly Price is my favorite. So yeah. Kelly Price is so, I mean, also, I know, I don't know if we'll delve in, into Travis anywhere, but Travis's feature was incredible yeah, on that yeah, song. A little credit to him. True. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, anyways. Top sure five. Number, uh, top five, guys. We made it halfway through. <laughs> so my number five, Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, and this one's my favorite by him. Reason being is because this album just makes me so happy. I feel like this is the album that makes me the most happy out of any. So it's just, it's his debut. Actually, I know he had the Jackson 5 stuff, but this is his first like actual debut solo album with his label. And this album is just so pure it's michael jackson in his purest form and he's just like so carefree and you can really get that energy from these songs and i just whenever i want to feel better i just listen to this thing michael jackson's great obviously his every single thing his melodies his production and you just really get the raw and purest form of him on this album like i said so i would say my highlights on here don't stop till you get enough great opener rock with you maybe still my favorite michael jackson song ever um off the wall title track that one's definitely rivaling rock with you though i love that one too um and then i mean what else do we got here uh burn this disco out bop so yeah there's a lot of good highlights on this thing and Mm -hmm. this is just a great album that I chose to represent Michael Jackson even though you know I love all his albums Thriller obviously is probably his best album song for song I feel like but this album Mm -hmm. I just like the overarching um feeling that it gives of happiness and positivity optimism even though I will say for the MJ fans here I do find it funny how like he does girlfriend how he talks about like wanting a girlfriend and stuff or how he's with this girlfriend and then the track right after she's out of my life it's like Michael like slow down here that just makes me laugh every time like you could have at least maybe put like a song in between I'm like damn she's out of your life okay (laughs) I know but this album uh, I don't know it's not you know or I mean, it is pretty loved. I can't say it's not his most loved because it, it, it is one of his most loved. But yeah, Off the Wall of Michael Jackson, my number five. Yeah, to be fair, pretty much every Michael Jackson album is loved. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Um, so number five for me is weird, but Believe by Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> I miss this Bieber. I miss this this era of Bieber. Before he like did all the dumb stuff in his early like just before, I I miss this this part of him. Um, I think this is the music that we typically associate him with. So whenever someone says Justin Bieber, usually all around the world. As long as you love yeah. me, these are the kinds of Beauty and a Beat. Um, these are the songs that we kind of associate yeah. him with. Yeah. Um, and I think. this is clearly not his best work. I think he's, he's done much better since, but um, this is, I think this is universally enjoyable. I don't think people listen to these songs and say they hate Justin Bieber. I think they listen to his more recent work and say (laughs) Justin Bieber. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This was um, 
a huge part, again, a huge part of my formative years. I was in middle school when this came out, so this is all I heard for the longest amount of time. Plus, my sister was younger than me, was a huge Justin Bieber, huge Justin Bieber fan. So this is, this is all we heard for a good year or two. Uh-huh. And um, I, I've always enjoyed listening to it. It always puts me in a good mood. Um, Maria is on the deluxe, I think. Maria is my all-time favorite Justin mm-hmm. Bieber song. I mean, I think it was um, inspired by Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Okay. It's it, it, like, it, it's <laughs> the same storyline. It's, yeah. you know, Billie Jean, uh, this is not my girl. Oh, or, not, <laughs> not, <laughs> I messed up lyrics. But um, yeah, it's not my kid, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's that whole storyline um so that that's there's no other reason like these albums usually just make me feel happy they make me think about the good old days which were my I mean middle school kind of sucked but I was I felt like I was happier (laughs) yeah um yeah so really brief just Mm -hmm. explanation of that The Beebs, definitely an album we associate like the early him with, you know what I'm talking about, like the image of him with like the shorter hair when he was yeah. like, like a teenager still and that came out. My favorite Justin Bieber album was Purpose. I just think that thing's full of banger is a great pop album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my number four we're down to is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. So this album, I just love. I feel like a lot of these past few albums that I've been mentioning, I've noticed seem like was it the score self-titled and good came out city all of those mm-hmm. are like the second most loved albums for some reason i don't know i just like their second most loved albums this one used to be Kanye's most loved maybe it still is for a lot of people but like now i've been seeing a lot of standards for this album for no reason and we're seeing like Tantino said and i'm like <laughs> so I, I, don't get it. I don't get it so yeah i say like i could see you know, I could see college dropout, late registration, being over this. Even though they're not for me, I could see it. But you can't mm-hmm. have the album below number three for him. You just, if it's not in his trinity, I just can't. I just don't yeah. believe Because this album's yeah. good. It's his mm-hmm. most ambitious effort. And we'll, we'll talk more on this about Kanye West discography, Artist of the Week, the next episode. Make sure you're watching that. <laughs> but just very briefly before I go into too much on that episode, this thing is so ambitious. The production on here is just Kane at his artistic peak. Every single beat on here is just so well sophisticated and the bars are great. The features are great. So mm-hmm. monster, Nicki Min- Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Devil in a New Dress, Rick Ross on that verse. Come on. He just brings the song to a new level. Mm-hmm. So I, again, this, when, we, when we're choosing highlights here, the songs we don't name aren't bad because they're obviously great. It's just there's so many good songs on here. So my mm-hmm. highlights are gorgeous. Probably my favorite Kanye West song. I just love that guitar in the back is so fucking killer. And the verse that his verses on here are just so good. And then Kid mm-hmm. Cudi on here on that course. Just, uh, I just love that song so much. Then you got um, what else? So Appalled, which I think is an underrated one that gets lower usually on people's rankings. But I love Jay Z killed it on here. Um, the beat on this thing, the instrumental is so so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Devil in a New Dress, probably my second favorite Kanye West song. Come on, it's like top tier for everyone, as it should be. Just so good. The instrumental makes you feel like you're ascending up into the clouds. So mm-hmm. you love it. Um, Runaway, although I wouldn't say I 
I don't have this at number one like most people. It's still amazing. So it's a highlight for me on here. And then, yeah, I feel like even the songs like Hell of a Life, which people hate on, Blame Game, which people kind of slander, those songs I still mm-hmm. like, especially Blame Game. I really love this one. I don't think they're bad at all. It's just when you have so many highlights, you're, you kind of, I don't know, maybe they stand out to some people, but they don't to me. Mm-hmm. I really love them. Um, this album, like I said, Kane's just most ambitious and focused effort, really. You know, it only has... I mean, 12 songs isn't too short, but I mean, 12 songs is just so focused in on, and it doesn't let you get bored at any single point in the Mm -hmm. album. Some of these songs are like seven plus minutes, and Mm -hmm. all the little elements he adds to here, the sampling, if you've seen like the video on every single sample he uses on this thing, it's insane, and uh, just it's just a work of art, I think. That's my favorite album. It's chaotic. It's like, but in the best way possible, and... Yeah, I identify with it the most. I, I mean, you spoke straight facts the whole time, so <laughs> I have nothing to say. I, I love Hell of a Life um, a lot more than people do. I don't understand why people hate it. Instrumental's great, the production. Yeah, exactly. Sure, it's not the best bars, but I mean, just good, it's a good production for any other yeah. artist. That would be great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my number four coming in is Loud by Rihanna, and that's simply uh, because red hair rihanna hits yes different. red hair rihanna so this album was pretty short coming in with i think 10 tracks but i'm going to double check that number because nope, right. 11 tracks there's 11 tracks that's close um but 11 tracks so short and sweet which is great it has everything that i want from rihanna though it's got it's got the love ballad in California King bed. It's got then it's got oh. just banger after bang. I mean S and M. What's my name? Only girl in the world. Uh, man down. Cheers. Drink to the. I mean just yeah. banger after banger. Man down is my all time favorite Rihanna song. Um, I love that song very much. Play it on replay all the time. I just can't imagine Rihanna with this era. I feel like she had to go through this era to to become the rihanna that she is today and i can't really explain that other than it's just a weird gut feeling that i have (laughs) Um, it was big she released so many albums but this one stood out in that little string of albums she did Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like she she released like four back to back to back once every year and they were all approximately the same length rated r talk that talk they're all about 10 11 12 tracks and they all had very similar sounds, but this one, for some reason, does just stick out a lot more than the others. Um, but yeah, I, I maybe it's the red hair. Maybe it's just that. I don't know. Um, I want to say that this is her best. I think it's complete. I think it has everything. I think it's done well. I don't think there's a bad song. I can see the argument for Auntie being her best though and and not to take and I don't want to take away from the greatness that is that album it's it's like my second favorite so it's still incredible fire but I I want to say that this is her best but that is my bias speaking <laughs> yeah for Rihanna loud's a great choice anti's my favorite loud's my second and it's just right after because loud is just so enjoyable and like you said it's just all bangers and you can't really go wrong with any track it's just rihanna like Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you know, it's so nostalgic, I feel like, too. That, too. Wait, we've got to nostalgia. Nostalgia when I was, like, eight years old when this album came out. And I still listen to it quite a bit. So Loud by Rihanna is a really great album and mm-hmm. era by her. So this is where it gets really, really hard for me because I love all these albums so much <laughs> on my top three. But number three is Ultraviolence by Lana Del Rey. I mean, this album, I can't say enough good things about it. Where do I begin? Honest, so starting with my history at this thing, not to get too into Lana, but like this album, I did hear most of the tracks on it, probably like in 2014 or 15, a little bit after this came out. I wasn't crazy about it. I mostly listened to Born to Die. But then later in 2019, like after NFR came out, when I re-dove into Lana and rediscovered my love for her, this album, and ever since last year, has just been my most played album completely. Probably the reason why it's not number one, it would be if I had a little more history with this, but my top two I have more with. Mm-hmm. But this album, I, you know, like when people say like albums you you listen to and you feel like they're made like specifically for you to cater your taste and all that this album's like made for me like the psychedelic rock influences on here is just oh my god dan auerbach from the black keys on this thing with lana is literally a match made in heaven and Mm -hmm. i can't even begin so when we're listing the highlights on here it's literally the first seven songs i'll go through them really quick cruel world (laughs) my favorite openers of all time uh, six, what is it? Six, um, 39. I don't skip a single part of it long, but I love it. Ultraviolence, amazing. Shades of Cool, fan favorite, but it's deserved. That guitar solo in the bridge, mm-hmm. probably my favorite music moment ever. Um, Brooklyn Baby is my favorite song on here. I don't care if the Lana fans think this is a local song. Same with West Coast. They're my two favorites. They can take, they can just, I don't know. They can suck it. Because don't be calling West Coast. Brooklyn Baby, I could be like, see like people are like, oh, the lyrics aren't as good. But still melodically and sonically, mm-hmm. structure wise, this song is just that good. The simple guitar chords that it has in it give it that old jazzy sound. And I just love it so much. West Coast, come on. Don't be fooling anyone saying this song's anything lower than top five. In Literally in her discography, it should be yep. top five in her discography. But the beat switch on this thing is just so like psychedelic and it takes you into another world. Mm-hmm. Um, Stag Girl, I love that intro. Gets me hyped every time. Pretty When You Cry, this song's so special. Like she freestyled it right on the spot. She didn't write the lyrics down. I'm just wow. like, oh, girl. And that guitar, again, just picks it up uh, towards the end. Old Money's a sad song, but it's just so, it's just so amazing as well. And then Florida Kilos, I would say. Um, but I mean, I guess I'll stay like the reason maybe why it's not number one and like critique it a little bit more in our Lana artist of the week thing, because mm-hmm. there are songs that I didn't, that I'm not crazy about on here, but the ones, but it doesn't matter at that point when I'm naming all these songs that are in my favorites of all time, mm-hmm. the California imagery and references on this album is just a very like home thing to me. And the way that this album sounds so good at night, I only listen to this album at night with the lights off literally at like 2 a.m. And that's how this album's meant to be listened to. I know it sounds creepy, but that's how this album's meant to be listened to because it comes alive <laughs> at that time. I keep saying uh-huh. it, I don't listen to this album during the day. 
Maybe, maybe that's why my critiques came in more for that one because I listened to it during the day. You gotta listen to it during the night. All right, I'll listen to it at night. This is nocturnal, honestly, but it's so so special. I feel like the sound, and it's like almost sacred to me. Like it, since I can only listen to it at that time, mm-hmm. it's like so sacred for me. So yeah, mm-hmm. I can't say enough good things. And, and we'll be able to delve more into it. Yeah. We do our discussion on Lana's Inspired our podcast name, too. <laughs> That's also true, yes. Yeah. Um, no, a lot, I mean, that, that's a part of her Holy Trinity, so uh, there's nothing more I can say about that for now. But my number three, Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande. I feel like I'm the opposite. Like, as, as I go up my list, I actually have less and less to say because these albums, it's less about how they're built, you know, how they're structured and all that. It's more about just how it makes me feel. That's why they're Mm -hmm. so important to me. That's why they're so high up on my list. And so with Dangerous Woman, it's, I think what I love about it so much is she just shed this entire image that she had. She was like, I'm not a part of Nickelodeon anymore. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those kids anymore. Because with her first two albums, you definitely got a sense of that, right? Especially with Yours Truly, especially with My Everything, a little bit with My Everything. But with Dangerous Woman, you were like, no, she is. She is her own person now. You know, she is going to do what she wants to do. And I love and I respected that so much about her as an artist um this isn't her i keep switching but I, right now I, I i don't think this is her best work i think thank yeah. you next is mm-hmm. they, uh, it, i think it's just a that's just a better album overall but um to me this this album is just it's so this album is relaxing to me which is a weird way to describe the way i feel towards it but um you know, some, if, if we want to get a little bit more, you know, structure into you has to be like pop perfection, in my opinion, but you can't, you can't do a whole lot better than that. Uh, that side to side collab with Nicki Minaj changed the world and it changed. I I don't know that the day that came out, everything changed and I have yet to still figure out, um, why touch it wasn't a single because and why she doesn't like she doesn't like it ariana grande herself doesn't like the song she says it's boring exactly she was like boring and bland and so whatever it's (laughs) fine clearly she doesn't know what's best but i'm I'm messing um (laughs) (laughs) exactly um no so like i i don't really have a whole lot to say other than it just makes me feel happy inside listening to it you know when I listen to to be all right I think I'm in a Zara because that is simply the type of music they would play when I listen to leave me lonely and that collaboration with Macy Gray just it speaks to my soul the way that she the way she sings it it's it's beautiful you know um dangerous woman itself just also just an incredible song it, the, the way I, I don't even know like it's just it's so good it's just so good <laughs> that's all i have to say yeah. it, it just makes me feel it makes yeah. me feel very good inside i love dangerous woman uh i love ariana too it's my favorite even though i think thank you next and then sweetener are her best but think dangerous woman's my personal favorite i just really love the sound that she went for it's just her first like you said breakout really good quality wise album because yours mm-hmm. truly 
my everything while not bad they are on the fence in quality i feel like so dangerous mm-hmm. it's just like uh so many highlights you know i also really i don't know if you talked about new better forever boy but that one's one of my oh favorite. yeah that yep that one that one along with into you so just really quickly those are my highlights love dangerous woman Mm-hmm. So, um, moving on to our top two. Number two for me is Born This Way by Lady Gaga. She's my favorite. So, this is the album that I'm choosing to represent her on here. I mean, this album, I feel like even though the Fame Monster, probably because it's eight tracks, that one doesn't has the least amount of fillers, which is none. But this one, even though it maybe has bad kids, I'll say, not my favorite, but every single other song on this album is just so, so good. And it's really so ambitious to her. I feel like the style on here and the reason why I love this album is just because of the overarching message you know Gaga says when she dies she wants to be remembered for the message of this album and like you know we did get that message to the general public with you know Born This Way the song but Mary the Night I feel like is the main song on here it's my favorite Gaga song and one of my favorites of all time the first track opener just so beautiful and one of the most exciting choices I think she's made in her, in her discography, the outro on this thing, when that beat kicks in, the bridge on here is just so good. And yeah, this album, the overarching meaning means a lot to me. I was just so much more confident and comfortable about myself coming out and all that stuff. Just this album really helps me with that. So it does mean a lot personally. And then on this album, other highlights, we got Judas, just one of her best songs. So just such a banger. That instrumental mm-hmm. is killer. The chorus, just, oh God. Gaga and Red One did their thing on that. Mm-hmm. And then you got um, Shaza, fan favorite, great one. Bloody Mary, quintessential Gaga. That song is just so like haunting in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, again, the instrumental is very good. And then you got Electric Chapel, one that gets overlooked by fans. I love that song, the rock vibes it has to it. I want Gaga to go down that route in the future. Heavy Metal Lover, just so like hypnotizing. And like, I know the auto tune she has on, it's a little bit much, but for me, I think it worked on the song. You mm-hmm. and I, self-written, beautiful song, beautiful ballad. And then The Edge of Glory, of course. Um, we, knew, we know that song, it's a hit, but it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. To it. So this album, I just love Gaga so much, and I feel like this is an integral part. I feel like feel like this is a big fan favorite for a lot of people, but there's a reason. Once you're in the fandom, you realize why it is. You just have such a close connection with her. And she's just like speaking right to you. And she's like such a motherly figure with this album. She's just like, I don't know, that's what I feel like. But um, No, she is like that though. Uh, she yeah. is. This, yeah, but that's my number two. That's awesome. I I I like listening to it, but I think I just don't really connect with it too much because it wasn't like huge for me when I was growing up and stuff. So I didn't really. I actually listened to the majority of that album much later, as like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to listen to Gaga's albums. You know, maybe I should start by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was. But I I know it's it's really big and she. She's just incredible. That woman is incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my number two is House of Balloons. Now that's a mixtape. I will specify it is a mixtape. Yeah. So I did break the rules a little bit. Um, but it's, it's the first mixtape in Trilogy by the weekend. Mm-hmm. And Wicked Games was actually the first song that really got me into the artist, into, into the weekend. Um, and I have just fallen in love with his work ever since his voice for starters. I 
that man could put me to sleep. That man could lull me to sleep. His voice is so is so beautiful. It's it's immaculate. So that's that's the first thing that drew me, and I was like, oh my gosh, this man sounds great. Then I started paying attention to what he's like saying, and it doesn't apply as much in this mixtape so much so but his work overall he seems like he's he talks about sad things in such a happy way like he'll put a really upbeat up you know high tempo happy kind of vibe to a song and he'll be like super sad in the lyrics and you're like wow i feel good and sad at the same time um which doesn't really apply so much but i felt like that needed to be said um no, this, I think every song on here is beautiful. I don't think they're, when I think of his best songs, I, I think of, of House of Balloons, you know, House of Balloons, Glass Table Girls, Wicked Games, What You Need, High For This, 28, Loft Music. I'm literally, no, yeah. I'm literally just naming everything on here. Like, it's the only, like, 9.8 out of 10 is, like, coming down for me. I don't like it that much, but I know a lot of people do um so it it's it doesn't have a single miss everything sounds beautiful and it was a great i mean it was his first effort really and it was so so good and and i listening to that i knew this was an artist that I was going to be into for a while and, and i have he's he's probably my second favorite artist of all time so i truly just a wonderful piece of work for it being his very first yeah i love the weekend that's my favorite mixtape you know my album i guess but album project by him mm-hmm. and i really i think last time i did my list this was top 30 of all time so like pretty close to being in my honorable mentions but i love that album so so much and i've been really re-diving into it ever since it went on the streaming platforms mm-hmm. and it's definitely one I most listened to this year the production on that thing is just so great and it's just the weekend at his best and it was artistic exactly. like but that's a great great choice mm-hmm. so now we are at our number one pick our favorite albums of all time so I'm not sure if you guys can guess what it's going to be for us maybe if you know us a little you know what they are if you don't then maybe just make a guess if you want but so yeah I'll go first my number one is Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. So this album is my favorite of all time. I first heard this back in 2015. I feel like it was late 2015, uh, maybe 2016, but I think it was late 2015, and I've been listening to it ever since, just since a young age. This album just blew me away. Amy Winehouse is just such an amazing artist in general. It's so sad to see what happened to her. And this mm-hmm. album really has songwriting that's just unbeatable on here. She really just tells a story not only with her lyrics but with her voice that just commands the song so well and the production complements uh the style of both the vocal performances and the voice so well and there's not much to say about this album that hasn't been said already it's one of the best of all time and we know that i mean when we're looking on the track list, my, I would say my highlights would be Rehab. Everyone knows that song, but it deserved to win Record of the Year like it did. Just a jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say, you know, I'm no good. People know that one, a great song, Back to Black, of course. Love is a Losing Game, very sad one, but just beautifully written and beautifully sung. Mm-hmm. Tears Die on Their Own, a very um, uplifting and positive song after that. And then Wake Up Alone, those that three-peat right there is probably just my favorite in all of music, I feel like, those three songs. Wake Up Alone's my favorite song on here. Just the um, 
the atmosphere that the production creates is just like so ethereal and just like beautiful to me. And uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't know how that song makes me feel. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. We got also an underrated one. I feel like he can only hold her. Uh, just a very uplifting and positive song, uh, positive production wise, I should say on here. Everything about this album is just perfect in my opinion. And it's really hard to top. There's not, I can't say there's a least favorite song on here. Addicted's the only song, like you said, 9.8 out of 10. For, it's still 9.8 out of 10, which is better than every song on most other albums I listen to. So yeah. every single other song on here is just literally 10 out of 10. And I love, love this whole entire album as a body of work. I'm kind of mad that my vinyl doesn't have Addicted, though. It has a different remix to um, me, me and Mr. Jones. I think, or no, it has a remix to You Know I'm No Good with some rapper, which is kind of weird. I'm like, why is it like this? I don't know why my vinyl's yeah. like that. It kind of just messes up the flow of the album. <laughs> but anyways, this album coming in at um, 11 tracks, just amazing. Uh, Amy Winehouse, one of my favorites, just a beautiful um, soul. And this album will live on. And it is a classic for years to come. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. May she rest in peace. It was very... We lost, we lost a beautiful soul yeah. a little too soon. So mm-hmm. she, I mean, she's also one of those like generational talents where like mm-hmm. you're not going to get very many of her in, in a generation. So um, a wonderful album overall. I, I completely agree. Um, my number one, which anyone who knows me will know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm so predictable <laughs> in that sense. It's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, Take Care by Drake. Uh, came out in 2011, so I was in seventh grade when it came out. Um, yeah, your anniversary already. I know. Crazy. I'm gonna cry a little bit. I'm so sad. I'm so yeah. old. <laughs> well, same with Born this Way. That's a great. Year. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Um, no, so um, I don't. I don't talk a whole lot about Drake on my, you know, other social media platforms because my opinions on him are something I like to keep protected because he, his music is something that I've always loved. I've heard Find Your Love, which was on work before, you know, when I was a little bit younger. But when Take Care came out, Headlines came out, The Motto came out. I remember in class listening to the songs, learning the lyrics. Um, and he became such a huge part of my personality almost listening to his music. It, um, I really struggled to like make friends and stuff. So doing this, you know, listening to this music, it almost helped me fit in, which is kind of weird, you know, Drake doing that for me, (laughs) but like he, he's, he's the reason why that I became a little more confident myself a little more confident in, you know, making friends, being more social, things like that. And so this is my number, I mean, this is my number one comfort album. It has a little bit of everything. I, I mean, I, I could go on about, about the track list, but I think everyone, everyone really knows, really knows a lot about it. So this is, Headlines is not my favorite, and my favorite Drake song does not come off here, but mm-hmm. the Headlines is top 10. So um I don't know it's just it's very it's very important to me and so I like to protect my I I like to protect my opinions because people you know they they have their things to say about Drake and 
Yeah. It like it hurts because of how important. Like it seems like he wouldn't be that artist, but he he was for me. Him and Eminem, surprisingly enough. So, oh. um, <laughs> yeah. So this just, I don't really have anything technical to say about the album. I think it's his best. A lot of people think, you know, otherwise, but I think it's his best, but it's just very important to me. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. his best. It's a classic, modern classic. It's a modern classic. Case closed. And a story. Case closed. Listen, it, 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 is the epitome of Drake. If you if you ask me describe Drake, I will hand you this album and I said this is Drake. Enjoy. Right. So love it. Yeah. yeah. So that is the end of our top ten album rankings. Let us know what you guys thought about this. And we enjoyed doing this for you guys. Next Saturday we will be having our second artist of the week discography episode. And that is going to be on the one and only Kanye West. So you guys are definitely gonna want to be checking that out. We're both pretty big Kanye fans. And as Mm -hmm. you saw, you know, with this. So we're definitely looking forward to that one. And thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for that. Make sure you guys go follow our social medias. Go to our Instagram page and our TikTok. They will be linked down below. And thank you for listening so much. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Bye, guys.